This is a Hot Pie Original. Hi, I'm Amy Edwards, and welcome to The Amy Edwards Show. So immensely grateful that you're here for our third episode. We are going to interview Kimmy Inch today. Kimmy is a dominatrix, a somatic healer, and a comedian, and she is just incredible. We have an amazing conversation, and I cannot wait to share it. So, all right, we're here to transform life and get better in our habits and become shinier all the time. That's what we're about. We're about rocking life. So, on my mind this week is leaning into some trust. And so I really liked bringing this idea of trust when Kimmy was here because so much about kink and conscious kink that she specializes in is about leaning into that trust, right? In ourselves, our vulnerability, all those things. So uh, I had an experience just in the last few days where I, I lost some trust in myself and became really fearful. So here's what happened. I I got attracted to someone and we started um, seeing each other pretty intensely, pretty quickly. And it came up that he had another date with someone else. And there was just a lot wrapped up in that. And I found myself spinning a little bit. I was like, oh, fuck, you know, I was operating out of fear. And all of a sudden I was like, well, now there was comparison, there was fear, there was all those things that you can imagine, right? When you're in that situation with someone new and you're like, oh, fuck, you know, I, I, I'm scared I'm gonna, they're gonna like that other person better, that I'm gonna lose this good thing. And I just lost sight of all these things that I preach all the time where I'm always like, trust, it's all unfolding for our greatest good and all that, all that, boom, gone, right? And I was like, oh my God, I, I just have this anxiety. And so I had to sit with that. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I've got to do some work around this. I recognized it. These old patterns just cropped up so fast and they're comfortable. They're so comfortable to me because I've felt that way so many times in relationships or even sometimes in friendships or something, you know, but mainly in relationships. And those old patterns just feel like a fucking old shoe, like something that's like not good for your feet at all. And yet so comfortable and worn and you can just put it right on. And so that is what I slipped right into. And I was like, I caught myself doing it. And I wanted to talk to a friend. I wanted to reach out to someone, but I just didn't know who exactly. And I felt like that was just a way for me to go find reassurance outside myself. So I was like, fine, what am I going to do? And I knew I hadn't meditated in a couple of days. So I sat and meditated. My mind was racing, but I just tried to sit and sit with myself and sit with that thing of knowing that this is all unfolding for our greatest good. And this is all part of the plan. And if it doesn't work out with him, if he falls madly in love with this other person, so be it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Who am I to say that the universe doesn't have something better planned for me? So I sat with that, but it was still there. I ended up writing I did some gratitude work. I keep a gratitude journal, which I highly encourage if you don't. And I write five things in it every single day that I'm grateful for. And they are all over the map. Sometimes I write future shit that hasn't even happened yet, just for 
whatever, just, just to try it. Uh, sometimes it's super basic. Like I'm really grateful that I have a bed to sleep in. And then sometimes it's searching for, okay, I'm grateful that I have the time right now to even do this work, to explore this, to pay attention to this. So you have to sit with those things, right? So I wrote five things that I was grateful for. Um, and I allowed myself just this, this space to have these negative emotions come up and sit with them and love them for what they are. We've talked about this like with last week, with existential kink, with loving this whole, and that means the dark parts too, which I think is appropriate for conscious kink, right? These things that we think need to be hidden or we find shame in or old patterns. So I just sat with that and tried to love the whole part of me and the whole fear. And like, yeah, Ames, you struggle with this, you know, you have that fear come up that this person isn't going to like you anymore, that you're not measuring up. And that was really what was underneath it, that I'm not as good as that other person. (laughs) And so I really, um, I sat with that. I tried to love it. I imagined it like a circle in my heart, like a, almost like a planet in my body. And I saw the dark side of it that was hidden, but it was all there. And I worked on loving the entire thing, which is kind of a cool exercise that you can do sometime, maybe when you're just sitting and have something come up, right? Then I remembered like a week before, I was just fine without this person. (laughs) I was like, I was fine. And uh, I was doing the work. I was rocking it. I was like living my goddess energy. And yet here a week later, you're like, wait, what happened? (laughs) Why am I thinking that I can't get along now? And I'm just not, I'm not worth as much. Right. So I had to remember those times. So I hearkened back to that and called that into being and sat with that. And I was like, okay, you're fine. You've been through dark times and you were fine on the other side and you're going to be fine on the other side of this no matter what happens. And it's not even in your control. And then, uh, so, you know, Colton, my apologies because he's sitting in this room with me listening to this, but um, uh, we're going to get pretty real about sex stuff today too with Kimmy. And so <laughs> I have been into this concept of, of sex magic and what we can create like when we focus on you know, for me, it's masturbation because I have been by myself for like mm, a year now, you know, I've dated some, but you know, during the pandemic and stuff, it was like, Hey, I didn't have a partner that I lived with. So you can do this with a partner or without, but it's about focusing more on the sensations on your, in your body rather than a fantasy. And I've also implemented, and this is thanks to my friend, Alex Nelson. You can find him uh, on Instagram at Alexander Diesel. And he taught a workshop that I attended about sex magic and magic in general, but he was talking about uh, channeling and, and finding affirmations and manifesting while we masturbate or when you have sex with a partner, right? And so you're focusing not on the fantasy, but you're focusing more on this uh, 
manifestation energy and that point of orgasm and how that is a pure energy. And when you're thinking those thoughts at that point, how they are more likely to come into being, which is a trip, right? So I realized that through the pandemic, I had been doing that naturally. I had been channeling that energy because I am a partner. So I was channeling that energy anyway. And um, and doing the work around it. And I know it's such, it's so crazy to tell, right? Because if you're thinking about money at that point or these different things that you want to manifest in your life, it can seem a little wrong. But how is that wrong? Like, no, it's beautiful. You're channeling and using that energy, that powerful, um, full body reprogramming for something great, right? And, um, and, and, Anyway, that's that's what I'm talking about right now. So in that instance, when I was struggling through this fear, I decided to use that too. So I do this periodically. So you can do it like when you're meditating or after you're done meditating or just sitting there, or maybe you just, you know, are going to sleep at night, whatever, do it then and, and channel these feelings that you want to have when you're doing it. So, and I mean, it can be fast, you know, it doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing. And so uh, I did that in that moment and I sat with it and uh, created something new and the feeling that I wanted to hang on to. I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was about, I trust myself. I know that everything is unfolding for the greater good. I know that everything is, is aligning for my highest self and I trust. And that is where I sat. And the result was that I felt better afterward, even more so I felt better 24 hours later when the next day I couldn't believe how good I felt. I felt like a weight had been lifted. I felt like my trust was restored. I returned to this inner goddess nature that I'm always so into. I was just so shocked. And when I went to write and before I was even super cognizant of it, what made me cognizant of it is I went to my gratitude journal. And as I was writing, I wrote, I am grateful to be back in the seat of trust. And I was like, whoa, hello. You know, so when you can do just these little things, we can add to the things we're already doing and they don't take a lot of time. And I know it can seem a little out there, right? But when you can add those in, the repercussions are going to be great. The repercussions are going to surprise us. The work is going to pay off in a way where like later we just feel better. You feel more solid. You feel um, more peace in your heart. You feel more open to love. You don't feel like you're coming from a place of fear, right? And so then even with him in that relationship, I'm operating from a place of solid trust that it's all working out as it's supposed to. And if it doesn't work out, I know that everything's okay, <laughs> which Kimmy and I talk about too today, that whole thing of you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Ugh, how beautiful is that? I mean, shit, we already made it to 2021. <laughs> Maybe we are going to be okay. So we're going to get to the interview now with Kimmy Inch. And I am so excited to bring this to you today. So I've got all her links and everything. We're going to talk about them. And they're going to be in the episode description wherever you're listening. And I just want to thank you again for being here. If you haven't subscribed yet, please rate, review, subscribe. That all matters. Stick around for after the interview too, because I'm going to review. That's the third portion of the episode where I review a little bit of practical steps that we can take in all of this and what we can just implement habit-wise into our own lives. So stick around for all that. Right now, here's the interview with Kimmy Inch. 
Oh, I'm so excited about the interview today. This is a friend of mine, and you're going to fall madly in love, and then you're going to bow down and do what she tells you to do. (laughs) It's Kimmy Inch. Kimmy is a dominatrix and a somatic healer and a specialist in conscious kink. So I'm going to recap this too at the end, but you can find her anywhere at Kimmy Inch. That's K-I-M-I. I-N-C-H, KimmyInch.com. Kimmy Inch, you've blown up on TikTok, your Instagram. You are on Facebook at Eros Kink Love. YouTube is Dommy Dolls. That's D-O-M-I, like Dominatrix Dolls, D-O-L-L-Z. And did I miss anything, Kimmy? You covered everything. Thank did you so I? much. Okay, yeah. good. Because uh, I mean, maybe I want to, maybe I want to make a mistake. <laughs> Oh I God. reward for good behavior as well. Oh, you There's do? something called punishments. So <laughs> instead of punishment, we could punishment oh, you my God. when you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> punishment. I should mention that you are part comedian too because <laughs> your stuff that you share is so funny and I love. I just love your whole message and everything about you. I'm so glad that we connected. And thank you for saying yes and being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm so Yay. happy to be here. Thank you. Good. Okay. First things first, we're going to light a little Palo Santo. We're going to cleanse our space just a tiny bit because... Um, Because, you know, I just want to be really intentional. I've been doing this in the first two also, just really intentional about everything. I've jumped into episodes before where I wasn't. And Mm -hmm. I just think that if we are conscious Mm -hmm. about all these things all the time, Mm -hmm. then we can get in those habits, right? It's like I'm all about building habits. And the more I keep doing them... Um, which I'm, which I talked about last week, then the, the easier it gets. Right. So, um, intention wise, you know, what are you coming in with today? What are you feeling? Well, my intention is to share my gifts, to be in my body, to open my heart and to have fun. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That is so much everything that you're about. And and me too. You know what? I'm about sharing my gifts and lifting other voices up. Mm. And so, and just expanding our minds all the time. And I think that you are so key for that. I know that you are, right? Thank so, what, you know, we're going to talk today about conscious kink and like you wanted to talk about how to implement that, which I'm totally into. And the broader topic, I think for me comes down to a lot about trust in these instances and trusting mm. ourselves. And you touched too in our intake form when we when I asked you a few questions about deeper connection. And there's so much trust involved with that too, right? Absolutely. And, and then also I want to get into like just getting out of a rut, you know, and you said, I think experiencing more eroticism mm. and exciting times in your sexual nature and and how that can reflect in our daily lives too. So I know that's a lot. So let's just step back and um and start a little bit with some conscious kinks since we're talking about staying conscious. Yes. So just let's talk. So let's talk kink. Um mm-hmm. kink for those that don't know is just the unconventional in sex. It can be something as light as you know, doing a little role playing, dressing up in a French maid's uniform and, you know, having a little bit of fun that way, or it could be a lot more intense and heavier. It could involve things like whips, chains, uh, bondage, domination, submission, and all things like that. But there's a wide spectrum of what kink can be and what it can encompass. And I think people get in, in their heads that it's, it's one, one particular thing. thing. What right. was your first experience with it? Do you have a first experience? I do. So, um, I mean, when I first started experimenting, I didn't even know I was being kinky. But when I was starting to have sex and have boyfriends, you know, I thought, is this it? Like, let's spice it up. Let's, you know, tie each other up and let's maybe sm- smack each other in the ass, you know. And my boyfriends were young at that age and they were like, I'm just glad to be here. I don't really care about <laughs> the bells like, and whistles. <laughs> 
But yeah, there was always a longing to sort of see what else is there. And when I started DJing and I was DJing at these fetish parties, that's how I got introduced to the whole lifestyle. And I first was attracted by the amazing outfits that people were wearing. But then I noticed just the openness and you know, the kindness that I I found in these sort of gatherings. And I was so fascinated by the way that people can just sort of dive into their own imaginations to create the sort of sexual experience that they crave. And um, I was like, yeah, this is something that I've always sort of been interested in and didn't have a name for it. And when I found out that's kink, I was like, all right, sign me up. I guess I'm kinky. Um, Yeah. That's before then I thought it was just, you know, bring out the gimp, Pulp Fiction, like hoods and masks and thing. And I, yeah, I realized that there's so much more to that. It's a real, real expression um, of who we are. And I, I realized that that aspect of ourselves gets overlooked a lot. It does. Mm. I, you know what, as I said that to you about the first time too, I started like kind of thinking like what mine was and yeah. something came up for me. I can't oh, believe I'm going to tell this, hear. but this is all, that's what the show is all about. Oh my God. So, and I guess this counts, but I want to know. Okay. So, um, when I was like in elementary school, like we used to, me and another girl, I, there were a couple different girls. We would kind of like role play and act out like sexual situations, like not have sex or get naked. But I mean, there was definitely an element of like curiosity and kind of like you would keep it hidden. Like it was something that you felt like you were doing wrong. Does that count? Oh, it totally counts. Oh my God. (laughs) Part of the attraction of kink is the sort of taboo nature that it has because so often we grow up in Families that don't really talk about sex, let alone kink. Oh, mine didn't. Right. Oh, God, no. No. So that's where a lot Mm -hmm. of sometimes these things begin to form. um, And that curiosity is such a natural human quality that we all have. And yeah, so even as kids having a little bit of make-believe, who doesn't make-believe when they're kids? And it's sort of make-believe for adults too. It is. And like a part of me kind of feels embarrassed a little Mm. bit sometimes, but you know, what do you tell people to push them through that? Yeah. So when I'm working with clients that are dealing with anything around sexual shame or any sort of trauma around that, it's really good for them to reclaim their humanity in a sense, because again, we are curious creatures. We crave adventure. We crave to learn and grow and expand and to share ourselves with others and for connection and all of these things that unfortunately we've learned through society that we have to be careful of or protect or that it's wrong or bad, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of digging through all of the junk that is put upon us from the outside and getting back to the core of who we are and embracing those qualities of being curious and being adventurous and having imagination. Super important when you're starting on this journey because you can't look to your partner to fulfill you in certain ways. You have to sort of fill yourself and bring that person to your into your relationships, into the the sort of dynamics that you want to pursue. I'm glad you mentioned that because mm. like one of the things that really kind of has irritated me over the years as I've gotten older is like, like women in particular will pigeonhole themselves into like, well, I'm a mom now, you know, <laughs> and just like these roles and you just they, oh, like man. so many times people ignore. Haven't you seen that? Mm-hmm. I've seen it with so many people and they'll just ignore these huge parts of our human nature. Mm-hmm. And sexuality is such a huge part of who we are. And um, and that's why I, I wrote down like when you when you wrote, you know, exciting eroticism in there, mm-hmm. like it made me think about how many times we get into a rut 
you know, and yeah. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Absolutely. what do you say? What so you when say? I say, so when we talk about the erotic, we're sort of tapping into a certain kind of energy called Eros energy, you know, and that Eros no, energy. That sounds yeah, good though. Eros energy okay. is this potent energy that is uh, equated to sexual desire and love, but it's more than that. It's a sense of aliveness. It's creativity. It's creation. It's power. It's all of these things. And it doesn't necessarily have to translate into sexual intercourse, but it's this sort of alive that when we cultivate it, we're able to channel it any way we want, whether it's pursuing a sexual adventure with a partner or whether it's writing a novel. I mean, it's it's a really uh, important quality that I really try to get my clients tapped into. And when we get married or when we get into uh, sort of a repetition in our relationships, you know, things get stagnant and it's like, okay, I can blame my partner for that. Or I might have to look inward and figure out what am I doing? That's maybe deadening that energy. And how can I reignite that part of myself and hopefully inspire my partner in return? Yeah. Um, And that's so important. You know, I think when we start getting stagnant and too familiar then things sort of get stale and then people get divorced or cheat or all these other things that happen uh, along with it. All of it for me. I mean, all of it. And, yeah. and, and like that stagnancy, like that's one thing that I've just prioritized in what I'm looking for, like in a mate. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I've been studying like sex magic some, and cool. like, that's what I'm going to talk about in my intro too, is just like, even just by yourself, you know, what you can create and focus on and I'm looking for somebody that, you know, wants to explore that too. Mm. And I think that that, I don't, I mean, there's probably a lot of people that don't know how to get their partner involved in it. Absolutely. So what do you tell them? Like if, so, they're, if they're already in a relationship, like I'm looking for it actively and I'm like, okay, can I find somebody that we connect on this with? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. The two number one questions I get almost 20 times a day, if if not more. Really? How Number one is how do I find a partner to be sexually adventure with, uh, adventurous with. And the number two question is, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. How do I get my partner on board? And, you know, if I had the perfect answer, I'd be a billionaire, <laughs> honestly, because everybody's searching for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I usually tell people is that, you know, you're a firm believer in manifestation and you're totally. creating your own destiny, right? So there's this idea around really cultivating that energy of Eros that I was talking about, but also getting really a clear understanding of who you are in your sexual orientation and what mm-hmm. your desires and fantasies are. I feel like the more you educate yourself, the more you're comfortable with yourself, the more you do any healing that needs to happen from any past traumas, especially related to sex, that needs to happen. And when you feel you fill yourself up in this way where you're healthy, confident, empowered. I believe you can attract that in your partner and you can sort of inspire your partner in that way. When you come to your partner and babe, I want to explore things with you. Like I have some ideas I'd love to share and you're my, you're my person. And I want to be able to share everything with you. Are you willing to hear me out? Can we talk about it? You know what? Mm. That's like self-growth though. Mm. That's the self-growth that you're going to be doing. And then you might Mm. grow to a point where you outgrow that person if they're not going to grow with you. That's true. And then you have to make the hard decision Mm. of whether or not if there's something, certain things that feel really important in your life, sex-wise, and your partner's not willing to even discuss it or incom- accommodate it in any way. Like I tell people, don't expect your partner to jump fully into every l- request mm-hmm. you have, but are they willing to have a dialogue around it and find some sort of middle ground? So maybe they need a little time to feel safe in that exploration as well. Yeah. If they're not willing to even try, then you have to decide. You have to make that decision. Um, are my desires, kinks, fantasies, uh, can I live without them? Um, 
And if so, that's okay. Ouch. But that's a choice. It's always a choice. No one's a victim, right? So that's the thing that I always say. Um, to, to clients that, yeah, you have to just be really clear on what that is because I believe we can have it all if we're, if we're clear and, and grounded in ourselves. Clear. I'm yeah. getting clear and grounded. And clear. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's go a little further yeah. into like once you're implementing it and creating that deeper connection and the trust that you can feel and how that healing and or how doing that work can spill out into your life too. Yeah. So it's interesting when we talk about things like safety, like creating a safe space is really important. And I'm not, here to uh, disregard safety. It's totally foundational. There's no way that I would say that it isn't. However, I do think there's this like real emphasis on self-protection where it's sort of linked to our ego, like, oh, I don't want to look dumb or I don't want to feel awkward. I don't know. So, right. So so there is a little bit of risk taking that has to take place in order to understand if we can have trust with the partner. And that takes right trust in yourself first. Like I knowing that no matter what happens, I will be okay. I Mm -hmm. will learn from it. There's something will happen and I'll get through it either way, even if I'm disappointed, even if I'm upset or if I get hurt. That's just a huge lesson in life. That whole I will be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and having that trust within yourself to be willing to take these risks to sort of create an opportunity to see like, hey, like let's, let's do an experiment and, and see what happens and have that sense of curiosity. I think trust, curiosity are super like linked together. I never thought of that. I I haven't really thought about that, but I agree Mm -hmm. when you mention that. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then bringing that to a partner, um, I feel like helps them relax a little bit, you know, and helps them feel like, okay, maybe I can meet you in this place. What's that vulnerability mm, a little bit where you're just allowing yourself to be like, okay, this is probably weird, you know, but here's what I like. It's always weird the first time. It's always weird the first time. I know. And it's interesting. And after the first time, it's like, oh, I didn't die. Everything's okay. That was actually kind of fun. Maybe I'll try it again. Maybe I'll give it another shot. You know, six months down the road, it's Mm -hmm. like balls to the wall, just like going into it. You know, it's funny. Like that's, so one of those things I tell people, you know, you got to crawl before you walk, you got to walk before you run, like all these sort of things. It's steps and like to be gentle with yourself and the the place that you are in your journey. Well, because it can yeah. heal this shame that you can feel around mm-hmm. that, right? right. Like, That's so true. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shame. I mean, you know, that we live in a repressive society, not as bad as a lot of other countries and places, right. but there's still a, an air around that. What's repressive about our society? Yeah. I mean, in your opinion. Well, I think that there just needs to be more discussions around, you know, being curious about our bodies. I mean, people get shamed as as young as, you know, being two, three, four years old, and they're just kind of curious about what what's this part here, yeah. you know? And that's yeah. all it is. It's not really even sexualized. And they get shamed. Some, some people get hit. Like, you know, all of these sort of things happen where they learn at a very young age is like, I'm not okay. Yeah. Like something, I'm wrong. Something's wrong with me. A big time. And, I mean, like yeah. even I have two daughters <sighs> and I'm like, how do I really, you know, talk about this with them? Yeah. So my daughter would probably kill me for telling this, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> she's not going to listen. So she's 15 and yeah. uh, she was like laying in my bed one day and, um, did I tell you this? I don't think I've no. told you this. And mm-hmm. something was in my bed. And of course it was a vibrator. And she was like, she was like, I'm laying on mom. She goes, mom, what is that? And I was like, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I forgot. <laughs> so I moved it out of the way. Right. And, and, um, and she was like traumatized and horrified. Mommy's special friend. <laughs> so I know mommy's special friend. So I went in the bathroom and then I peeped back out of the bathroom and I was like, you know, 
<laughs> if you ever wanted your own, that's an option. Oh, yeah. I decided somebody else had said that to me too, because she had found it one time before and they were like, maybe you should teach her that there's no shame attached to that. Mm. And I was like, you're right. Uh, why should there be for any woman? Yeah. And so um, I decided to shift the conversation and she, I was like, you know, if you want one, we can, we can get you your own. Mm -hmm. And just, I was like, and she was like, really? And I was like, really? Absolutely. Yeah. You can just go on Amazon. You can pick it out. I'm not even going to pay attention to it. We'll just make sure it's ordered. And she was like, and then a few days later, she was like, you remember what we talked about? And I was like, yeah. And she yeah. was like, she picked something out. And I just felt like that was like shifting it into a way healthier way and modeling Absolutely. something. Like, I don't want it to be like a, a point of shame, mm -hmm. any of it. And that secrecy is linked to the shame, right? Is that I have yep. to hide this because if I don't, then I'm going to be shamed. I'm going to be Bad. rejected. Mm -hmm. Embarrassed. Yeah, rejected. Embarrassed. All of yep. these things. Yeah. Um, but our society so does that. It mm -hmm. does that to girls, yeah. especially. especially. Like it's way more, um, it seems like it's way more in the conversation we talk about dudes jacking off or whatever, right? <laughs> right. Isn't it? Absolutely. So, um, so anyway, I'm hoping, you know, as we can move forward, we can heal some of those things in our society, mm -hmm. but, um, and know, it's so interesting to too, because that, trying to like, you know, control, um, you know, the children's curiosity and stuff like it just sort of creates even more of a charge around it, like yeah. in a sense, like, but when you allow it to flow and you allow the, the conversation to ensue and like to meet them in that place, it actually kind of takes that, uh, like zing out of it and you you can come to a place of like i don't know just sort of relaxation and like openness and it just feels so much better than the like you know like sort of feeling that you get when you're like bad 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 which is still going to come up because we have so many things in our society that automatically trigger these judgments like yeah. whether it's social media or whatever so being able to relax into it and and even just even just like i mean we could get started on just the repression that we have in movies and everything else where violence is so accepted and sex is not you know which just pisses mm -hmm. me off to no end and i'm sure you too oh yeah anyway sorry that's a whole nother <laughs> tangent so let's um rein it back because i want to keep talking about that deep deep connection and um and the elements of trust and then the somatic healing too mm -hmm. because because you are recently, you have completed your somatic healer licensing. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, certification. Certification. Uh -huh. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. So, um, I can you can you touch on how those fit together? Sure. So the type of sorry. healing work I do is called somatic therapy, mm -hmm. and it incorporates using um about the body, the breath, and mind, emotions, all of the things that make up a, a human being and an individual. We we believe in order to help heal someone and empower someone, you have to meet them fully in in all aspects. So I started doing um my education in this field. And I started to see how this could easily link to incorporating aspects of kink and BDSM. And I wanted to sort of mold them together and create uh, an environment where people can specifically work on things around their sexuality, especially things around their sexual fantasies, the origin of it, any shame, any trauma or abuse that's happened in the past, and help them have a space where they can uh, explore and and learn about themselves. So basically someone would come to me, they have something they want to work on or they want to explore in a safe environment. We work with the body. I, I go through an intake process where I learn about their background, family, medical, and especially their sexual background and histories. And through that uh, building of the foundation, eventually we come to a place of engaging in these conscious kink sessions. And they're similar to kink sessions, but the participants involved do so in a way that moves really slowly. There's a lot of awareness. There's a lot of space 
for people to explore any thoughts, feelings, emotions that come up while they're in the act of playing. So there's a lot of like sort of stop and pause. Oh. Let's breathe. Let's take a moment. For and example, so then you delve into like what's behind that? Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. That sounds deep. Because it gets emotional. And sometimes when yeah. people just get carried away by the moment, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Getting carried away by the moment is amazing, but it's also really amazing to have a good understanding of yourself in that process because you can have more choice when you have more understanding of these things. So if someone was interested in experimenting with bondage or with getting spanked and things like that, you know, I can take them through that experience in a really slow, safe, way and we take pause and I say, you know, how are you feeling in your body? You know, what sort of things are coming up as this happens? And people start to access a lot of emotions and sometimes a lot of memories and feelings that are linked to all of these things. Oh, I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I got spanked, I can't believe the things I'm telling you today. <laughs> yes, so but I might as well. Um that's what this podcast is, is me telling things. <laughs> um yeah, the first time I got spanked, I was like, I was like early, I was like maybe around 20, 21. I yeah. was in a car yeah. with a guy and we hooked up and he wanted to spank me. And um, I started crying. Yeah. <gasps> and I didn't know what I still do, I'm not sure. I've thought a lot about that. But mm. so how could somebody, if they have a situation like that, how could you do that on your own? Is there a way to kind of like, is there like a, I don't know, just like a little um little mm. pamphlet guide that somebody could follow to do a little bit of by this themselves. work or to touch on some of this work. Like if, like me, yeah. like if I was going to touch on some work by myself, how could I do that? So some of the things I do, because a lot of this stuff is online right now that I'm doing and not everyone has a partner that's coming to the, the classes right. that I teach. Right. right. So there's a lot of visualization exercises you can go through and mindfully um, thinking about your fantasies in a way that's not just like to necessarily just get off by thinking about it, but to actually have an experience where you're exploring your fantasies, but how is it making you feel? What sort of sensations, physical sensations are happening in your body? I'm sure there might be senses of arousal, but there could be other things. Oh, my throat's closing up. It feels a little tight or mm -hmm. uh, my stomach is kind of doing flip-flops. My heart's racing. Like, you know, and get curious about all these different sensations because it's the body just trying to give you information. And right? what is that information? Mm, like when it gets like- for everybody. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's different for everybody. And some people can look into it and feel into it. Is this a sensation linked to stress or fear or excitement or inadequacy? Like it could be linked to all of these different things. But starting that inquiry is really kind of a cool thing to do because then when you do come with a partner um, and you guys play together, you have the sort of knowledge to help teach them. So they can even take your experience further and further each time you play. So all of and this what would knowledge. That mean? What would that mean? Yeah. So if you're playing with a partner and you're able to explain or discuss with them, you know, this is uh, things that I really enjoy. And this is what happens in my body when it does that. And sometimes these emotions come up. And if I start crying out of nowhere, it's okay. It's actually good release <laughs> for me. And your partner's not going to be like, oh God, what did I do? Oh my God, you want me to stop? Yeah. You have like, you have all this knowledge <clears throat> to share with your partner so they can feel safe that they can, we we're talking about trust earlier. They can feel safe in knowing that they can trust that you are going to take care of yourself and that you can let them know if anything's wrong. And you can actually help them 
in the process of getting you off and vice versa, right? So like it becomes this sort of partnership, this teamwork where you're able to sort of bring a lot to the table. They can bring their stuff to the table and you know how to sort of work together in that way. Do that sort of kinky tango. Oh my so God. To speak. I yeah. want a relationship like that so bad. I know. It's really, really We beautiful. all deserve that. We do. We yes. Do. I mean, what do you see in people once they start to do this? Like, what do you see like blossom with them? So when you are in a relationship and you're starting to use consciousness and your sexual exploration, and especially in kink, it really strengthens your communication. It deepens your intimacy. It, uh, you know, builds even further trust, of course. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's going to intensify the sexual relationship for sure, because you have all of these options. And I'm just a girl that likes options. I don't know about you. <laughs> I love, but it's options. Nice. Yeah. love options. I just know that I can. And if it's willing and my partner's willing, it's just good to know. So there's a freedom in that, you know, yeah, yeah. and being able to surrender and let go in uh, that space is so liberating. And a lot of people get a lot of per performance anxiety. They feel like they have to we must orgasm or this was for nothing, you know, like there's all these like m belief systems that don't serve us. And when you start moving past that and concentrating on the experience and the connection and things like that, it's like a beautiful opening. Ah. Yeah. Very tantric with, uh, you know, the elements of the consciousness and yeah, the breathing and the being in your body and the communication. Yeah. It's all sort of mixed together. Oh, mm -hmm. I like that you're talking about that. Cause so many times you do think about like orgasm or finishing or whatever. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And so so this is more about just all the sensations, like yeah. Okay. And I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the I'm type of girl for myself. I'm like, okay, let me let me make sure I got that in my head. Right? And I'm not trying to brag, but I I can oh, I can get brag. off I can get off really easy. So <laughs> okay. like, it's not hard to get me off. So I'm looking for more than just getting off physically. Like I'm looking for like I want my like my mind to explode. I want my heart to explode. I want like I want to feel like everything through my fingertips and toes. Like uh -huh. you know, like those are the sort of experiences I'm looking for. It doesn't necessarily have to be a genital orgasm in order for me to look back and say, oh, that was a good time. That's not how I sort of measure a, a good experience when it comes to intimacy. You know Ooh, what I mean? I love yeah. that. We should yeah. all shift into that. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely done it because as a woman, I mean, like when I'm with a new partner or something, you don't always come, you know, yeah, you're so, not. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and like, I'll get up in my head about whatever, mm -hmm. or are they looking at me or, you know, whatever my, my stomach's hugging. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, but I can really enjoy it. Right. And so I think that that's important, an important message to put out for people that it can be, uh, you can explore it and enjoy it in so many other ways. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't get hung up on it having to look a certain way, you know, it's, it's more about, yeah, being able to, it's explore. easier said than done. Sometimes. I know, I know. And with all the like porn and, and, and I like porn, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking porn. But right. You, you have the sort of standard that people think they have to live up to in order right. to be a good lover. And it's so not about that at all, you know. I know. And, and with women, especially, you know, uh, I tell people like you got to have that self deep connection and be able to access that erotic energy on your own and then bring that fullness to your partner if they bring their fullness to you. It's fucking fireworks. It's fireworks. You know what I mean? And that's the the stuff I live for. So yes. and kink is just another tool in our tool belt. So I tell people like, yes, there are some people that really um, need kink to get aroused and climax. Like there's a certain set of people that, you know, it's a bit more for them than just a tool in their tool belt. But for most of us, it is an option. It is a tool. And um, doing so consciously, yeah, it can open up a lot of doors. And, and I think being able to 
create the sex life and the fantasy world that you want to create is really empowering and really exciting, you know? It is. Mm. And you even said it can create long-lasting change, right? Oh, yeah. And I asked you about, like, transformative experiences in your own life. So I wanted to – let's get into that a little bit because you said you've had a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you just said the inner work that you've done in therapy and earth-shattering revelations. So let's talk about – let's talk a little bit about your own experiences and, like, the changes that you've seen in yourself. I'd see as a professional dominatrix, it wasn't by chance I became interested in doing this work. I love the idea of being my own boss, but also I love the idea of being the queen, you know, getting spoiled, doing, calling the shots. You know, there was all these aspects mm-hmm. of being a dominatrix that first attracted me to it. And on a surface level, it was like this powerful position that I get to, you know, be in charge. But in my own personal life, I was very interested in being dominated, feeling overwhelmed, you know, having someone take charge. And in my own experience, I was not really clear on what that was about. And I could maybe sometimes attract partners that didn't really understand the sacredness of that dynamic and maybe used it as an advantage for them or didn't really um, see me in that place fully. For sure. Um, So I'd be in a lot of disappointing relationships because of that. I wasn't really aware of what was going on in myself. And as I started doing my own healing work, I once took this um, workshop where they did something called family constellations. And it's this practice where somebody will sort of go into um, something that happened in their history and people stand in as different family members, et cetera. But this was actually a sexual fantasy uh, family constellations. So well, people in the group. <laughs> that sounds like it's crossing in, a few boundaries that I don't know. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. There's no okay. nudity. There's no actual okay. sex. But okay. I came in so and I said, it. I have this fantasy. Like, I want to be dominated. I want, um, you know, someone to tie me up, spank me, and do all of these things. And so members of the group are sort of standing in and like uh, trying to create this fantasy for me. And, and one of the members just came up to me, grabbed me by my face, looked me deep in the eyes and said, I'm here and you're going to stay here with me. And I like, he just had all his focus on me and it just really grounded me into my body. And I felt this like full presence from this man. And I realized that, yeah, I do like getting spanked. I do like getting tied up. But what really gets me going is feeling a full presence of my partner and feeling that safety in that place. And that the bells and whistles of getting spanked and stuff was just icing on the cake. But what I was really craving was for that real deep presence and connection with another um, in a sense of, you know, them sort of taking the lead and, and I could just let go and fall into it. And that shit like blew my mind. And I was like, people need to experience this in a deeper level because it's really eye opening. You start to realize who am I attracting into my world? Like what sort of sexual partners am I attracting? Are they fulfilling me? What's going on within myself if they're not? Like, and once I started to shift that sort of stuff inside of me, I started attracting more amazing uh, sexual partners and kinky partners even, you know? Um, And yeah, that sort of exploration just really changed my life in that way. Yeah, for sure. I've been listening to um, a podcast not too long ago from Ben Greenfield or something like that. He interviewed Jamie Wheel. And uh, are you familiar with Jamie Wheel? I'm not. Um, I'll have to look up uh, his book, but he's got a new one called Recapturing the Rapture. And it, yeah, but it's I've all about, yeah, book, it's yeah. all about stacking these things. And it's about getting like intensely present with somebody and combining mm-hmm. it with music, breath work, the sexuality, the pain, the pleasure, and all those things. But I, th- I love what you have 
brought up there because the, the interviewer, Ben, was saying how much he and his wife do a lot of eye gazing and things like that that can mm-hmm. make you really uncomfortable, but that makes you damn present. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never had a partner like that that is in it to, to be there. And, um, and I think that, uh, those are just some simple tactics that we can use, but I love, I love that you said that was your transformative experience because I could really put myself in that and understand exactly what you're saying. Like be I love that. fucking present. There's a great ex- exercise partners can do with each other where one sort of uh, leads the experience and the other receives. And the partner can like start touching parts of the body slowly. And the one receiving the touch will continuously say yes, every couple seconds. Yes. Yes. And when it turns into a no, and they say no, because for whatever reason, that's not what they're looking for. The partner says, thank you. That's the response. And then they can, they switch it up and do Whoa. something differently. So if the, the partner giving the touch might even do like a light tap on the cheek to sort of indicate, is this something that you'd like me to increase? And the partner can say, maybe, and you wait and you just allow the person to check in with themselves, feel into their bodies and be a hell yes. Cause so often we run over ourselves and we're not always a hell yes. And if you're not a hell yes, you're a no. So mm-hmm. you have to sort of take that time to really feel into. And, and then if you say no or yes, your partner accommodates whichever the one is. And it's a slow practice to be able to really tune in because sometimes we just run over ourselves. We have this sort of like fuck it, let's just do it sort of attitude. But a lot of people sometimes walk away from that with a little sense of regret or remorse or like, I wasn't really a full yes or something didn't feel right about that. And I just pushed myself into it. And it's this idea of like bringing all of yourself into something, right? That's when you get the most out of the experience. So taking that time, it's a great exercise for couples and even new players are new people experimenting with each other if they want to explore touch and different activities. They can go real slow mm-hmm. with their partner and their partner can keep checking in with themselves and say, yes, no, maybe. Um, I, you know what? That, I have, I've had an experience like that oh, with cool. someone, but I love that. I didn't know that tactic. Mm-hmm. And, um, he told me later, like he has sensitivity, like with his chest and you know, you wouldn't think so, but he told me why. And it was something that goes way back, but right. what a cool tactic to be able to like, and what a way to foster some trust. Yeah. And a deeper connection. Yes. That's yeah. So true. Especially in the beginning too. Um, and to take it slow and show that you're present. Anyway, I'm, I'm clearly very, very into I, this. I love that you're saying <laughs> that. Yeah. Cause it's so true when you run over parts of yourself, there's parts of you that say, I don't trust you. Like, I don't trust you self. Like you haven't always been there for me. You haven't <gasps> always taken care of me. Oh, we're talking about trusting ourselves. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. yeah. So that's a great exercise for an individual to build their own trust and to mm-hmm. have their no. Cause you can't really have a full yes if you don't have a no. So wait, I do that to myself. You can do, well, when you're working with the partner oh, okay, and you're okay, receiving okay. the touch, you can oh, keep checking. Okay. It could be about you, really. And trusting about yourself. About you building your own mm-hmm. trust. And there's this idea of, uh, yeah, being able to have your no. So the stronger your no is, the more full and exciting and pleasurable your yes is going to be because like, you're the, sturdy in your no. Yeah. Because yeah. they wouldn't be like, well, why don't you like it there? Yeah. Like, they're not going to yeah, question they you. They won't. They'll just say thank you. Right. You know, for the information. Yeah. Oh. Appreciate it. Yeah. You just say thank you. You just say thank you if someone says no. And if they say maybe you wait until they decide yes or no. Um, and yeah, that's a beautiful thing because uh, we don't really get taught how to wait well for people or, or ourselves even to like, 
have mm-hmm. our fullness, our full yes. You and know? I know so many times I've accepted something that maybe I wasn't fully into, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Like, but you know, you yeah. just go, well, it'll pass. You're like, a, it'll pass oh, in a okay. second. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it'll be over yeah. in a minute. We'll move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> yeah, and it sort of taints the energy a little bit, you know, just like sort it of does. piece by piece. It yeah. does. So yeah, it's yeah. something to be aware of. Oh, big time, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do we need to touch on before before we wrap up? Because I, I don't want to miss anything. Um, we've talked about conscious kink and how to implement um, and this creating deeper connection, exciting eroticism. Is there anything else that you're feeling right now that we need to get into? Oh gosh, I mean, <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about the story you told me about the gentleman who spanked you in the car. Oh, tell me, tell me, do we need say, to delve into that? Let's talk about it. I was going to say that I've the, been spanked since and it's been great. That's so, amazing. And I did not cry. Good, good. But that one, yeah. Well, I'm just, what brought brought up for me <laughs> is these ideas of these, uh, like these acts, these kinky acts that happen, you know, that can be very physical, that also taps into the mental and emotional. So being spanked, for example, can have this symbolic feeling of, oh, this is what it's like to be dominated by another. But spanking can actually be a really fun way of awakening the body. Like we live so much in our heads. There's so much energy in our heads. When you start giving someone a good spanking, that energy sort of comes down into the rest of their body. I mm-hmm. mean, it's hard to think about bills and, and stuff when you're getting a good spanking. At least I hope you're not thinking about that. No, I've done two spanking, spanking tutorials with you and you have spanked me and it yeah. has been wonderful and I highly recommend it. Yeah. Highly recommend it. And when so. people discover like these kinky activities don't necessarily have to lead to sex or sexual stuff, um, but it can feel really good. It can be a nice release for the body. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 butt is just another erogenous zone like nipples and everything else, except it's covered with a layer of fat that you need to sort of penetrate harder through <laughs> smacking. But it's an erogenous zone and it's close proximity to the, to the genitals creates more sensitivity for orgasm. So what I'm basically trying to say is these kinky activities, you know, is not just for the act of being like, oh, someone's in charge or I'm, you know, submissive, it actually benefits the body in a lot of different ways. And being able to push those edges, um, yeah, kind of expands your container and tolerance for experience, like, and what you can take in. So, Well, that's what's important too, to be educated Mm -hmm. in that, what you just said, because I didn't know that at the time. I didn't, I felt embarrassed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and ended up basically like kind of getting out of the car and running away. So I know it's a sad story, isn't it? Well, I'm glad um, you healed your relationship with spanking because it's fun, right? I did. It took me a long time, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, mm, yeah, I mean, like over the years, it's been fine, but then got more conscious about it in the last year, I would say something like that. So, um, so yes, I have healed it and come a long way with that. And 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 it made me think like what did that bring up from, you know, my childhood because when I grew up, spankings were still a thing, you know, <laughs> right, from too. your parents. Yeah, yeah. And uh I maybe got two when I was growing up or something, mm-hmm. so it was very much associated with doing something terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of those associations <clears throat> and sometimes we can eroticize them because of the intense feelings and emotions we had during the period that we were getting it for a bad reason, but Mm -hmm. we can actually have control in our lives and bring it into a positive situation so we can heal that experience and make it into a positive, which I think is really fucking cool. It's really fucking cool and kind of amazing. 
that and, we can do that. And I, my, my, my homegirls and me, we, we will spank each other because it just feels good. It's not really a sexual thing. And I, and I'll be like, man, I just need a good fucking spanking today. And am I, I like, want in. And yeah, we can be spanking. <laughs> We're all going to start spanking each other in here. Kinky swear. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. Kinky Hell swear. Yeah. Kinky swear. Um, yeah. And yeah. So I, I want to like also say, say, yeah, there's a way that we heal and we can go through these things in a deep way, but it's fun. Like this shit is fun. People forget that it's play. It's called play for a reason. And mm -hmm. ultimately, hopefully it will bring more pleasure into our lives because we're equipped for pleasure, pleasure. And I don't think we access enough of it. You know, we don't. Mm. Mm -mm. Oh, Kimmy, I can't thank you enough what? for sharing all this. Is there anything you want to share too, before we go? Anything you feel called to share? Yeah. I mean, I just want to let people know, you know, if you're having fantasies or interests in exploring outside your comfort zone to just know that you're human and it's okay. It's normal. And to take care of yourself, always listen to your gut. And yeah, I celebrate you and your humanity and just keep it kinky. Have fun with Big it. Big time. And I celebrate what you're doing because like I Thanks. said, if if we are more talking about this, if we're more educated about it all, then we're just going to keep rising higher. It's such an important aspect of ourselves. So, so I'm glad to talk about this too at the beginning of 2021 because, uh, you know, Anything we can do to, and, and it boosts our immune system, doesn't it? Good sex. All of it, it ripples out into every aspect of your life. When Absolutely. you have that healthy core that's with your relationship to your sexuality, it's mm -hmm. going to affect everything in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. It's been a big study of mine for the last year. So uh, I'm really stoked to share this message and, and just thank you so much. And um, I want to just, yeah, you're just a total goddess. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And I say, yes, mistress. And look at, look at what she brought me. She yes. brought me, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. My yes, mistress. That's tank right. top. How badass is this? <laughs> and um, if you want one, you can probably go to Kimmy yeah, Inch go, and get one. Come Kimmy to my in, website. KimmyInch.com. And if you want to want to chat about anything or interested in any of my services, check me out. I'm happy to do online and, and in-person stuff. Fabulous. So, yeah. Oh, and you're so good. I mean, I've only uh, done a few classes with you. Oops, sorry. I've only done a few classes with you and I've just, uh, I've gotten so much out of it. It's like broadened my mind and even just our she's conversations. She's my favorite student. She's teacher's pet, <laughs> actually. Do I get a, a, what is it called? You get to stay a after funish? class for extra credit. <laughs> do I get a punishment? Uh, Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, we're going to put links up to everything too. Remember, again, you can find her at Kimmy Inch, K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H, uh, basically anywhere. And Dommy Dolls too, D-O-M-I-D-O-L-L-Z yes. on YouTube. So thank you, Kimmy. I just, I love you to pieces so much. And I just thank you for taking the time and coming and sharing your message. Thank you. Thanks you. for having me, babe. <laughs> I had the best time. <laughs> See you again soon. I know. I feel like we should end with maybe a spanking or something Yay! like that. Can we? Yes, Can we? I would love that. Okay, come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yes. Okay. Thought you'd never ask. Let's see which camera will I go to. This one? Uh, wide shot. Wide yeah. shot? Mm -hmm. Let's go. Okay. So, you were such a good girl today. <laughs> we're going to give Amy a nice little spanking yes. here. <laughs> and good girl. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. How amazing was that? I love Kimmy so much and I hope you do too now. I'm sure you do. How could you not? I got to get spanked too. I got to spank her. If you want to catch that, it'll be on my social media. Find me at Real Amy Edwards. Let's connect there for sure. So in wrap up, I like to just talk a little bit about practical stuff that we can do in our daily lives. And as I said in the intro, just adding that little bit of sex magic into your life, even just by yourself, right? Just getting vulnerable enough with your 
yourself and trusting yourself enough to do those things is pretty amazing. I mean, through the pandemic, as I explored this, I I became way more involved in my own self-love in a good way. I don't mean self-involved. I just mean um, knowing that I could stand on my own, becoming way more solid in that. And I don't do it every day. Well, actually, <laughs> maybe I do. Maybe I do do it every day. So, and that's great. Do it every day, right? Put it in your regular routine. I'm highly encouraging that. Um, I also really liked a lot of what she said about some of this, um, some of the exercises that she touched on, especially that one where you touch your partner, you just put your hand on them, and then they can say yes or no, or you can say yes or no. And if you say no, they simply say thank you and you move on to another spot because that can make you so much more solid in your yes and your no, which God dang, that is a work in progress. And the more solid we can get on that just in other ways, the more that's going to spill out over into when we need to do it and being honest and trusting ourselves, right? That's all going to keep spilling over into our lives. I'm a huge believer because I've seen it in my own life. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. So, um, after you meditate or during when you meditate too, don't be afraid to implement some of that sex magic too. Just a little little habit that we can add in there and perhaps keep manifesting more magic. So um, I do look forward to these endings with you down the road too, when I can start um, maybe doing a little tiny meditation with you, which I have done in the first episode, and we can start doing some more affirmation work and things like that. So I'm stoked about that. Um, Huge thanks to Kimmy Inch for being here today. Remember that you can find her at Kimmy Inch, K-I-M-I-I-N-C-H, everywhere. Definitely check out her TikTok too, because she has blown up there in the last six months to hundreds of thousands of followers, and she's hilarious. So check that out or on Instagram at Kimmy Inch, and then Dommy Dolls on YouTube, which will have links to everything, like I said in the episode description or wherever you're listening. Um, also, huge thanks to our team here at Hot Pie Media. Thank you, Colton. Thank you, Michael, and uh, everyone that brings this show to life. I'm extremely grateful. And check out all our other shows on Hot Pie Media too, because we have tons of incredible content floating around everywhere just for you. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, share it with a friend if you feel called. Um, I feel like this was an incredible episode to get a conversation going. So perhaps share it with somebody and see what comes up, right? Or with your partner and see what comes up. I love that. It shows me so much about people who are in it, who are being present, right? And just remember that you can use your sexuality. That is part of your whole humanity. You can use that for growth and don't be afraid to implement it in your own growth. Even if it seems a little weird, so what? That's where the magic happens when we push outside our comfort zone. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and I just am so, so stoked about that. So thank you so much for being here today. And I wish you peace, love, light, health, wealth, orgasms, all of it today. So until next time, peace and love. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.